this message was developed around the ideal of 9-11. Of course, all of us remember where we were, what we were doing that particular day. But when I titled it, I had no idea how it would fit this day. You'd almost think the Lord's controlling this thing, you know? I titled it, When Buildings Fall and Waters Rise. And uh, what an appropriate title for tonight. When Buildings Fall and Waters Rise. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went into a mountain apart to pray. Well, I tell you, he's always going to pray. Amen. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was down in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. He said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink and cried, saying, Boy, aren't you glad he didn't get a long-winded prayer here? Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? When they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And when they were coming to the ship, then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Let's go to the throne of grace one more time. Brian, how about you lead us to the throne of grace? Amen. You'll be seated. That Tuesday morning, I got up and went to the track, done my walking, and come home, and I never turned the TV on, but for some reason, I did that morning. And as I was just passing by it, the first tower was hit. And there was a lot of chaos and everybody trying to figure out what was going on. And I remember telling Darlene, I said, a plane has flew into one of the towers. Of course, at that time, everybody thought it was just an accident. And, you know, he just somehow or another the plane failed or, or piled there up. And as I watched that, and for too awful long, the next tower was hit. And then we recognized for the... First time, the face of our nation was changed. 
that that day has so affected this nation. 17 years ago, perhaps greater than anything else I could have ever imagined. I mean, it, it's, um, it, it has been tremendous. It's amazing what that, that terrorist attack did for our country and for our nation. And, and uh, those of you that remember, how many remember where you were when that happened? Amen. It's amazing. We, we, we can't, I couldn't tell you what I did last week, but we can remember 17 years ago on that day. And it changed the face of our nation in so many ways. And, uh, and it, it's amazing. But I, as I thought about that yesterday, uh, I was reminded when these things happen, and now we're on the, the eve of, they're, they're saying the greatest storm's gonna, that's ever hit the state of North Carolina. And, uh, which of course, depending on who you're watching. Everybody's got a different tale about the storm, but, and so, but anyway, regardless of that, on the eve of, uh, of this storm that's going to hit our, our, our state, what should we do when cataclysmic events strike? What should you and I do? I, I'm amazed. I'm just amazed. You hear one person talk, oh gosh, it's so bad. I don't know why we got the on all the pieces. Then you listen to another person say, I it's just gonna come. Whatever comes, it's gonna come. And nonchalant. And I and I thought uh, I, I wonder, well, what should we fit in to the scheme of that? Probably somewhere about middle ways, I guess. But tonight, just very simple. But I do know this. Whenever there's a catastrophe, they tell us, call 911. Everybody knows that? Call 911. Well, I think God's 911's in the Bible has the answers as well. And if you'll notice, now I hope you got, how many's got your Bible tonight? I hope you got your Bible. We're going to use your Bible. You can't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you please take a nap after church tonight? We're going to use the Bible tonight. You know, that thing, it's got two black covers on it and it's a Bible. We're going to use it tonight. And I believe maybe I can help you just a little bit from the Word of God. The Word of God will help you. So what do we do when buildings fall and waters rise? First of all, let's have faith and not fear. You'll notice in verse 26 of our text, they cried out for fear. In verse 30, and when he saw the wind bolsters, he was afraid. But notice what verse 27 says. Be of good cheer, desire, be not afraid. Oh, verse 31, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now I'm not suggesting that we to, to be some kind of superhuman and not uh, 
be concerned or feel or, or having a natural emotions concerning this. We, we all, we're all watching the news. We're all wondering. And, and uh, in case you're wanting to know, I bought my water. I got my gas from my generator. I got some pork and beans. And, you know, we're ready to go. Uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't feel natural about this. But understand this. Fear is not a spiritual response. Fear is not a spiritual response. For God had not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear will comfort no one. Fear only brings more anxiety and distress. Uh, I'm watching the newscast, but I don't watch it very, very long. News has a tendency to affect me. If I watch a whole lot of it, I'm going to buy me a cave, give me a gun, stop the cave and shoot everybody that comes up to the mouth of the cave. I mean, they, they are, they're literally, they, they broadcast Fear. Now, I believe there are one people. Don't, don't get me wrong. I believe there are one people and, and do the best to warn them. But may I say this? Fear is not a spiritual response. As Christians, we're not to be naive and overlook the fact that this, this planet is, uh, uh, this sin-cursed planet is a mess. And I don't, I don't really feel it's going to get much better. But uh, we, we must not, you and I as born-again believers, must not let fear reign in our life. Uh, because there's no, as a matter of fact, the only answer for fear is faith. And faith has the answers. Notice what Genesis 9, chapter 9 and verse 11 says, And I will establish my covenant with you, neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of the flood, neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. You know what God's answer is to our fear? He said, I've given you a promise. And every time you see a rainbow, he's just one more time telling you and I, hey, I keep my promises. Now, I know there's a storm out coming. Matter of fact, uh, boy, if you're one of them, you know, ah, fearful people, then uh, I hate to tell you this, there's just not one out in the ocean. There's three or four more out there. Before we get over this thing, we're going to have your name plumb into the W's and the Z's. It's, it's coming. But praise God, the Bible says, the Bible says, God said, I will never destroy the earth again with a flood. That tells me he's not going to do it. You said, boy, you just don't understand. There's a storm coming, going to flood. And no, it's not going to flood the world. God said, he gives us a promise. And you and I as his people can have faith because of his promises. It's amazing. Turn that around. Genesis chapter 11 
And the first nine verses, sinful man's trying to do it again. It's amazing. I mean, you'd almost think God wrote the Bible. I mean, it's amazing. Chapter 11 and, and the first nine verses, man is saying this. God, let us build a city and a tower whose tops may reach into heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scared abroad upon the face of the whole world. They're doing it again. They're trying to play God. So God goes down and confounds their language. So number one, number one, that's our faith. Not fear. Now, no, no, don't give, no, don't give me. If you're one of them ultra fearful, if you have a spirit of fear, I can hear you now. Bless God, that preacher just don't understand. He just don't understand. His storm's going to come and wash my house away. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't be concerned. I think we, I think we need to be reasonable, but I don't think we'll let fear reign in our hearts. I'm not going to, I refuse to live a life of fear. The only thing I'm a fearful of is a dog. Amen. Then, but now I'm going to add to that list. Went out to my building today to get my generator out and fired that thing up. And across my generator, I measured it. Five foot snake skin. Now the snake skin is not dangerous. It's a snake that came out of that skin that's bothering me. Amen. I hate snakes about as bad as dogs. Amen. So we need to have faith and not fear. Don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Second, second, pray, don't panic. In our text, you'll find the Lord got a part up on a mountain and he's praying. See, when panic takes over, prayer ceases. We must Continue to pray. I, I believe we ought to do this as God's people. There's still people affected by 9-11 that happened 17 years ago. I, I don't know the total of how many people died in, in the, that day when the towers fell. But I believe it was Ronnie or somebody was telling me um, that wasn't all. There have been thousands of people died because of the dust they breathed and uh, all the, the, the when, when the towers fell and breathing in all that old dust and stuff and give them disease, all that, I mean, thousands have died because, indirectly because of that day. I believe we'll still pray for those. I, I still believe we'll pray for the emergency workers and the people that when we call them, we want them to come and help. We're to pray for them. We're to pray for them. I, I uh, was watching a documentary not long ago on 9-11, and it, and it was amazing. It was just amazing. Uh, the people that, of course, called 911 and they were above the fire and said, what are we to do? And the operator could only say, just set tight. We, we're not sure yet. Just set tight and, and knowing that they couldn't get them out. It's, it was, it's amazing. We need to still pray for those people. 
Let me ask you a question. Have you prayed for the people that's been moved out of their homes in the last two days? If we, if, if, the, if the governor of our state come on the TV tonight and said, listen, folks, we need to evacuate from the coast all the way to Asheville. It's not safe. We, we believe that you're in danger and to uproot and move, where would you go? That's why I probably wouldn't either. But I'm just saying, where would you go if you did go? So a lot of people has been affected. We need to pray and not panic. Notice what Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 11. And thou didst divide the sea before them, so that they went through the midst of the sea on dry land, and their persecutors thou thrown us into the deep as a stone into the mighty waters. A natural man panics, but the supernatural man prays. Our first defense ought to be prayer, not panic. Notice what Job 9.11 says. Lo, he goeth by me, and I see him not. He passeth on also, but I perceived him. You know what Job said? Job said, God was there in my low time. I did see him, didn't know he was there, but he was there anyhow. Ain't that good? Psalmist said, he that dwelt in nine, Psalms 91, 1, 9, 11, he that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High shall dwell under, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's hard to see in the shadows until we realize whose shadow it is. 1 Corinthians 9, 11, 9, chapter 9, verse 11. If we have sown in you spiritual things, it is a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things. Things don't just happen. And they pass away. But the devil can't touch our spiritual things, our salvation. Job said, naked I came out of my mother's, uh, my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So in the, we realize that we need to pray and not panic. Number three, believe God don't blame God. Now this storm is being called an act of God. And I suppose in some ways it is, but some will blame him. Some will turn against God. Some will suggest that God's a punishment to some bunch of people. He may be punished as all, I'm not sure. It's part of our nature to make ourselves feel better if we can assign blame. You know? I mean, that's just name. Some's going to blame the president. I love, I just love this news, people. They just thrill me to beyond imagination. They're talking, the, the governors is talking about, the, you know, evacuation and 
They're, they're, they're trying to make it political. What's a president? Says he. Is he doing anything? And you know, uh, I just was, just, they just made me want to puke. Amen. Want to blame the president. You know, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm looking for one of them to say, man, we got this storm because we put him in as president. We haven't put Trump in the storm when to come. Blame him for everything. And I don't care who the president is. The president had nothing to do with this. Uh, we blame FEMA and CIA. I love this. I love what a man said today. I was listening and I love this, what he said. He said, you are your best defense. Be prepared. We've warned you. Be prepared. You're your best defense. Love that. So we'll see. There's a place for this, but it shouldn't be political too. It's about saving lives. Notice what Ecclesiastes 9.11 says. I returned and saw in the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to the men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skills. But notice what he said. But time and chance happeneth to them all. Why is this storm coming? Just happening. It's just happening. I mean, I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, I, I know some preacher comes, you know, they'll to not they'll get them pound. Bless God, God judging us, Bruce. He might be, but I don't know that. I don't know what God's doing. I know this. I know the storm coming. Amen. And, uh, and I know it's a sin-cursed world. And we are sinners who are, are cursed in it. And may I say, this thing's happening. I, I mean, it's, it's not God judging you if your battery goes dead in your car. It might be because it's 25 years old. I'm amazed how spiritual we make some things. Boy, I tell you, boy, God's just judging me. I tell you, my water here went, behold, it's 20 years old. Oh, really? No, things just happen. You know, things just, we live in the sin-cursed world and things just happen. And there's not, not, sometimes ain't no reason to them. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 11 said, Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Daniel says, well, I tell you, we sinned against God, and no doubt we have as a nation. But notice what Deuteronomy 9.11 says. It came to pass at the end of 40 days and 40 nights the Lord gave me the two tables of stones, even the tables of the covenant. We shouldn't blame God. We should believe on Him. God's not responsible for a lot of our circumstances. I'm not an advocate. I'm not an advocate for the devil but may I say we blame the devil for a lot of things. 
he's had nothing to do with either. Can I just get that? Can we get graveyard honest here tonight? I mean, just put it down where the rubber meets the road. Most of our circumstances are our, our own doing. <laughs> we're doing something stupid or we're doing something that was wrong. And when we get caught, we would just do well just to say, God, forgive me, I've sinned. Just plain and simple, we just aren't doing right. Or we're just doing something stupid we shouldn't be doing. So a lot of circumstances, we try to blame God on him. God ain't had anything to do with it. He wants, as a matter of fact, He wants to keep us from a lot of heartache. If only we would believe Him. I, I believe this with all my heart. You can go a long ways if you'll just obey God. Just obey God. There's something about just being obedient to what you already know. Somebody said, I can't understand the Bible. Okay, do what you can understand. You'll go a long ways. Go a long ways to being what you need to be. John 9, verse 11. He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. I went and washed. I received my sight. We don't know all the reasons why. We just know that God's in charge and in control. How many of you know God's in control of this storm? I mean... You know, Channel 3's got her down just right. You would think they was in control. But the truth is, I just love this. I love when they said, hey, it's going to hit right here. We are know it's going to hit. And then a two hours later, I said, well, it's moved and changed. It's going this way. I, I just think, well, praise God. God might just turn it all the way back around and hit back out to the ocean. Just to show you, he's still in charge. He, by the way, he is in charge. Amen, I love that. I love this one. I love this one. Have faith, not fear. Pray, don't panic. Believe God, don't blame God. I love this one. Don't you miss this one. Respond, don't run. Respond, don't run. In our text, Peter said, Lord, Lord, hey Jesus, is that really you? If it's really you, invite me to come on out. Come on. Jumps out of the boat and goes. He responded. Now he fell later, but he responded. Hey, by the way, none of the rest of them's getting out of the boat. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the rest of them saying, that, that fool, that crazy Peter's going to get out. He's going to sink like a rock. He's crazy. Don't even know, don't even know he's going to drown. Could you imagine hearing them? But he responded. And by the way, He's walked on water further than anybody else. So, respond, don't run. What do I mean by that? Notice what Matthew 9, 11 says. When the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eat your masters with publicans and sinners? They said, Why, why ain't he running from them? Why don't you stand away from them? Them sinners are going to contaminate him. Don't he know who they are? 
He said, no, he's responding. He's eating with the publicans. And later on, he says, he's a friend of sinners. Jesus went where the opportunities were. Luke chapter 9, verse 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. Psalms chapter 9 and verse 11. Sing praises unto the Lord which dwell in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. One of the greatest things we can do in this time is when the power's out and your neighbor needs some water, give him some water. He's hungry, feed him. Now listen. If you can't get past the first one, have faith and not fear. You won't do this one. Because when somebody starts your house, you'll shoot them. Or you'll be afraid they're going to take something. You're afraid they'll rob you. And the truth of the matter is, they've lived beside you for 20 years. You don't even know their name. It's a good opportunity for us to be Christians. It's a good opportunity for us to help somebody. It's a good opportunity for to show our lost community that there's something different about being a Christian. When I had that storm come through and knocked all them trees down, covering my truck, and uh, uh, I'm just t- it's, it's just a mess. First one's over there was my neighbors. Never had never talked to them much before then. Since then, I've talked to them several times. Invite them to church and talk to them. See, it's a uh, it's. It's an opportunity uh, to respond right. And, and may we respond right. You have an opportunity to just, just show the people around you um, you're different. Oh, hold it. Time out. I forgot. Are you different? Do people see Jesus in you? Do, do they know that you're a Christian? Do they know you're saved? Well, the truth of the matter is, you're so cantankerous and hateful, they wouldn't ask you for nothing if I had to. And if you had talked to them about Jesus, if that's a Christian, I would! See, we need to realize Opportunities come, and a lot of times God gives us opportunities in times like this to be a witness. There are other times we would never have an opportunity. Never have an opportunity. Now, of course, if you're a fearful, you've got a spirit of fear, well, you, you will struggle this. Boy, isn't it amazing? But if not, respond. Don't run. It's a good time for us this storm hits. I'm amazed at the networks we have in our church. All them women in Miss Shorty's class, 
call one another. And uh, I, I don't know what they talk about, but they talk about a lot of stuff. And uh, they call one another and have a network. You know, when the storm hits, that's a good time for you to call. Hey, are you okay? Are you all right? Are you okay? Are you all right? People you sit with, people that sit around you, somebody around you, you need to call. Hey, are you okay? Are you all right? We need to, to reach out one another and make sure we're all right. Make sure there's no needs. Because God might just have you there to feel that need. Number five, be assured, not angry. Be assured that God always does the right thing. Be assured God never makes a mistake. Our anger needs to be directed against sin and the prince of sin. We must, we have to, our nation has to unite against an act of terrorism, not the terrorist, not the Muslim. One of the, one of the finest men I ever met down at um, Moses H. Cones was, was uh, Kathy's doctor. And the way he talked, he'd say, well... It's, it's up to the Lord up above where she gets better. It's the Lord's going to have to move in this matter. Lord. And I asked one day, I said, sir, are you a Christian? He said, no, I'm Muslim. One of the kindest men I ever met. God, be careful that we didn't put all the Muslims in the box of being a terrorist, in the act of terrorism. Because not all of them are. Not all of them are. Just like one preacher had, does some stupid, has an affair, or runs off with uh, a, a woman, which I'm going to leave with a lady in the church here tonight myself. Amen. But you know what I'm talking about. Happens to be my wife, to make that clear. But you know, you leave, and, and in the nation, everybody puts all the preachers in that same box. Not all of them's in that same box. Amen. Not all of them's in that same box. So we need, God hates sin, but He loves a sinner. God gave His Son for the sinner. Anger only makes things worse. And my, Peter got in trouble when he let his feelings decide where he'd walk on water. When he started looking at the storm, he got fearful and he began to sink. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Boy, it's amazing. We can be assured of God's goodness in all things if we have the assurance of salvation. Hebrews 9, 11. But Christ became, being common high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, but by His own blood He entered into once into the holy place and obtained eternal redemption for us. I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled that we can do these things. You and I can do these things. Number one, we now have faith, not fear. We must pray, not panic. We should believe, not blame. Don't run. Respond. 
And we can have assurance, not anger. Not anger. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I believe God has started something around this church and he'll complete it for his glory. Let's all stand to our feet and every head bowed and every eye closed.